Hello, and welcome back to True Crime Guys Podcast. I'm Michael. And I'm Andy. And once again. Andy is back again. You're making a real habit out of this. You guys better start getting used to it sooner or later. <laughs> I think some people are, and you know, others are, are fighting you tooth and nail, but that's to be expected. You that, can't please everybody. It's a different dynamic. It's a different dynamic, folks. They're just going to come on to the later part of that. Not sooner. They're just going to be coming later. That's right. That's right. They're coming a little later. Sometimes it just takes longer for some of us. That's right. That's right. Very true. Better to come later than never come at all. That's right. And it's better to uh, come on over now to our YouTube channel, because if you're listening to this, we're wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, we want to let you know that you can watch this podcast as well and see me and Andy's uh, beautiful faces on yeah. YouTube. Right. right? Now, I could be telling the listeners that like we're wearing something really flamboyant or yeah. really, you know. Are you going to start glamorous. doing that for every episode? That'd be great. Maybe just at least the Patreon episodes. We're definitely okay. getting costumes involved in the Patreon episodes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have a makeup right. team and everything. <laughs> right. Right. Well, um, I don't even. I wouldn't even want to wear a costume for this episode, dude. This episode, uh, fair warning, graphic content warning for this episode: child yeah. abuse, grossness, domestic um, abuse. I want to. I want to give a big everything. sarcastic thank you to Michelle New on Patreon for this awful, awful suggestion that we are doing today. Yeah, wouldn't I, you agree, Andy? We I, I can't thank you enough, Michelle. Can't I, thank. You. <laughs> can't thank you enough. The look on my face when I came into the studio, when when Michael just looked, he was like, "How you doing today?" I'm like, "You know exactly how I'm goddamn." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, did you study?" Yeah, you know I study. Yeah, you know I study, and so you know I regret it. You see, I don't have a smile on my face coming in today. <laughs> it's a rough case, guys. Just just be warned. This is one of the toughest cases I think we've ever had to study. It is, it's beyond. Uh, disgusting it's beyond uh sadistic just so in, just inhumane really I mean, it doesn't inhumane even, yeah it doesn't even register as something you would think would still happen right right and when you look into this case not a lot of shows uh youtube channels not a lot of podcasts have covered it and i, I can understand why i can understand why because man if i wasn't already so far into the timeline before i found out certain things i don't know i don't know michelle i might have uh i might have pulled this one yeah and but we're done now so we're gonna talk about it god damn it and we said this is a this is a tough pot this is a tough episode there's a lot of some, some trigger warnings might need to come out as well but uh we're gonna try and be as serious as we can on this episode yeah we may make some light situations we may try and make each other laugh just to keep the just to keep us from dwelling on it too much, it is a really rough subject, but we're not going to make light of too much of this stuff right now. There's guys. not a lot of stuff to joke about, is what Andy's trying to say. Yeah, I okay? don't get to I don't get to make a lot of giggles today. No, no. Um, but guys, speaking of uh, Patreon, where we got most of our suggestions here lately, they we are offering free trials still on Patreon, seven day free trials. If you've always been curious, you want to see what all we have to offer there, you can listen for absolutely free for one week. Okay. That's also, just, and we won't we won't die after that week. This is a seven day free. Probably try. not. You no. can't guarantee that. I, but no, I haven't had any reports yet of like a of like a weird seven day thing. So you guys no. are safe. Yeah. Right. You only die, I think, if you don't sign up at the end. Yeah. Nothing's crawling out of your. That's the only thing. Nothing's gonna crawl out of your earpods. <laughs> the <laughs> not, ghost of Warren's gonna crawl out of your earpods. <laughs> <laughs> only if you don't subscribe. That's what that's all I'm saying. Um, also, something you don't have to pay for, you can check out our new show, Sandu Stories. Wherever you listen to podcasts, I believe there's three episodes out now. Mm-hmm. Um, they are released bi-weekly every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. All right, so now it's time to get into this thing, dude. Uh, right off the bat, I want to plug our main study source for this case. It is a documentary called Goodnight Sugar Babe, The mm-hmm. Killing of Vera Jo Regal. And it is available on YouTube as well as Amazon? I, I believe think so. Yeah. I believe it's available for Amazon on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I um, watched it on YouTube. So yes, but it, but is, it is free on YouTube. It is free on YouTube, and just beware, guys. It is it is tough. Um, it's confusing. It's a lot, but it's also uh, like a train wreck. Honestly, it's it's tough to look away from. <laughs> it is very graphic. <laughs> it is they very show graphic. Every everything they talk about, they show it. Yes, it's, it's not even like a allude to. No, it's like, like an oh, HBO no. documentary. We've got honestly. pictures of it. We've got the everything yeah. you think that they have, they have it. It's exactly. It's rough to watch, guys. Yeah, rough to watch, and this is going to be rough to listen to. Let's get into it. Yay! We all sat down and talking about it. Who's we? Who's we? Me, Zach, Garth, Scotty, and Nicole. But they had a. They took a belt. I told you about the belt part, right? We all ended up. They told us the news. And boom. We all just went. Told her to come on. As soon as Kevin left, 
we all ended up somewhere. Come on, we'll go for a walk. It was um, it was a piece to a bike, like it goes on the bike neck where the handlebars are, um, and it had bolts on it. And they put that around the belt and they slammed it and they hit her in the back with it. They just they continuously kept hitting her like that, and Danny was stomping on her head and. Um, I got scared and then I sat on the bed next to Sherry. They, um, Danny and Nicole made them drink her, hit their pee. They made her drink that and, um, ate dog poop off of the floor. And, um, they made her use a, uh, a, um, a toothbrush up her behind and um, they made her brush her teeth with it afterwards. Uh, they made her drink um, dish soap, I think it was, or laundry soap, or I wasn't in the kitchen or anything. Zach, Zach stabbed her, and Scotty stabbed her, Garb stabbed her. I stabbed her, Nicole stabbed her. We all took our turns. Then the knife got passed on, and it just kept getting passed around the night. I was so scared. I just, I've never seen anybody do that to someone before. All right, guys. Like we alluded to, our case this week is Vera Joe Regal. So we're going to start back when uh, Vera was born. I mean, this case is so confusing. There's so many names. I'm going to do my best to keep everything straight. Try not to confuse you guys. Andy, if I'm saying something that sounds confusing, call me out and I'll try to uh, clarify. But hopefully you guys have no problem following this. But I figure we might as well start with the birth of Vera Joe as good as anywhere else. So mm -hmm. that's what we're going to do. Uh, she was born on July 11th, 1986. I didn't think it was um, a good idea. Uh, I'm very kosher to put the celebrity birthdays here yeah. um, because Vera is our victim. She's not the killer. So we're going we're gonna to skip that this week. But she was born July 11th, 1986. Her childhood was ripe with disaster, even very early on, before she could even remember. Because when Vera was a baby, a woman who lived in the same apartment building as her parents tried to steal Vera and raise her as her own. That woman was named Sherry Brooks. And we will be talking a lot more about old sugar babe Sherry. Believe you me. Way too much. Yeah. That's her uh, nickname, by the way. Sugar babe. Sugar babe. Yeah. yeah. I kept thinking it was sugar bear. For some reason, I kept seeing Sugar Bear whenever I'd see the things pop up. I was like, it's not sugar. Yeah. Stop saying Sugar Bear. Right. <laughs> My own head just kept saying Sugar Bear. It's not. It's no, it's Sugar Babe, and we'll talk about how she got that nickname, and it is not fun. So, anyways, back to the series of unthinkable events that was Vera's life. Uh, when she was just 11 years old, her father raped her for the first time. Well, at least the first time that he was caught. Yeah. And as a result, uh, Willard E. Regal Jr. is about halfway through his 20-year sentence at uh, Lima's Allen Con Correctional Institution. Great. Good for him. Yeah. Good in job. In bud. Ohio, right? Glad you ended up there. And you would think that her father going to prison would be a good thing for her, but it would not stop the abuse. It's reported that her mother's boyfriends picked up right where her father left off. Mm, so just a, just a vicious circle already. Yeah, I guess her mom had a type. Um, in 2005, when Vera was 18, a stranger shoved her off her bicycle, hurting her badly enough to be hospitalized, according to a police report. And around the same time, she was hospitalized again when someone else, when someone beat her up extremely bad. I guess, I don't know, she was like jumped by a group of people. Either way. Um, I think we know who that might be. Just a, um, yeah, but mystery she, people. Yeah, mystery people. At least, we don't know for sure, but we're pretty sure it's going to be it's the Brooks family. But the report said that she didn't press charges, which makes me think that it was this Brooks family even more um, because she was probably afraid of retaliation, mm -hmm. afraid of her attackers, um, which, you know, that's understandable. Um, or it could be that Vera Jo was mentally challenged with a deficit hyperactivity disorder, which was, according to her mother, Werner Messersmith. But despite low reading and math skills, she took special classes and earned her Finley High School diploma in 2005. Um, that was an eventful year for her, mm -hmm. probably because that's when she first met Zachary Brooks. I did see when they, 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 they were talking about how, yes, yeah, she did have a, a mental deficiency. They said, yeah. yes, she was an adult. But I think her mom probably... Uh, she, 
clarified or classified her as probably the age of like an eight or nine year old. Yes, like that would be correct. Yes, like a nine year old. So Vera yeah. Vera was twenty four years old uh, when she died, and yeah, at that time she had the mental state of like an eight to nine year old. Mm-hmm. So um, she was nineteen years old when she first met thirteen year old, and I, you heard that right, thirteen year old Zachary Brooks, and began a romantic relationship. Zachary's mother, Sherry Brooks, sugar babe, uh, immediately took her in as part of the family. Mm-hmm. Now, Zachary, Sherry, and the rest of the family treated Vera Jo kindly when she first moved in with them, but Vera Jo had no idea the mess she was getting into, nor the extent that the Brooks family would go, mainly sugar babe Sherry, to get what they wanted. God, this is... It's just, it's one of those things, just out of the frying pan into the oven type situations right here. That's Vera's life. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Out of one bad situation into a worse one, almost. So let's meet this sugar babe, okay? Uh, sugar babe Sherry was the mother of a total of nine children. Her name is Sherry Brooks, okay? Her name is not sugar babe Sherry, but that's what I'm going to call her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the mother of a total of nine children. Four of her first five kids were all taken away from her one at a time for blatant sexual abuse. She was even known, now this, this is rough, guys, I'm telling you, this with a warning. She was even known to perform oral sex on her children as infants. And this was witnessed by family members. Yeah, that's this is right. not hearsay. Also, she does not deny any of this um, in any interviews or in the documentary. No, she doesn't. She does not deny this whatsoever. I think it's her sister or something is the one who like walked in on her. Yes. Molesting one of her kids. So, yes. Yeah. There's firsthand accounts and her sister is not the only one. And it doesn't end there. Um, Scotty, her first child, who still lives with his mother, actually has moved back in with her, is the product of an incestual relationship with her first cousin who is mentally disabled and currently in prison. She called them kissing cousins. Yeah, and she said that we're like the we're famously kissing cousins. Yeah, yeah she was she was quite she was quite proud of that. Yeah, great thing to put on your on your resume. Also, do you know what kissing is? Kissing mm-hmm. is not having babies. You know no, what I mean? It's, it's um, you're more than kissing cousins, but we mm-hmm. we're not going to go there. You are coupling cousins. Yeah. Um, her other four children were Michael, Maria, Joshua, and baby Sherry. The state removed one year old Maria from the home after she had learned after learning that she had been raped. And they're pretty sure Sherry did, raped her in some way. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it was with an object or what, but um, this is a very disturbing situation where uh, another family member was changing baby Maria and noticed that she was bleeding. Yeah. They called Child Protective Services. Uh, Sherry heard them on the phone with Child Protective Services and decided that she was going to take Maria to her mother's house to hide her, basically. Yeah, and, you know, the cops didn't buy it. They just went and took Maria away from her grandmother's house anyways. Thank, yeah, because they said, thank like, God. I think I said something like the people were like, yeah, take her to the doctor tomorrow. Like, yeah. Because it was like after hours or something like that. She's like, take her to the doctor in the morning. Yeah. Uh, we will take her to a full exam or whatever. But she was like, oh, no, mom, you, ju- you just take Maria tonight. She yeah. Was like, it was you really weird. You never let me take Maria. Like, you never let she me. She was extremely protective of the baby. That's why family members and friends think she's the only one who could have. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't let anyone else around this little girl. Yeah, it was only her little girl. Remember that. She had three other yeah. three other children at the time. Yeah. But she was very protective of her baby girl, Maria. Yep. And her baby, Sherry, as well. But baby Sherry never even went home with the Brooks family. She was placed into foster care at birth. So, mm-hmm. lucky her. Um, but that didn't deter sugar babe Sherry. No, sir. She was determined to have her some kids, and that she did when she had another round of offspring, and they consisted of Kevin, Zachary, Garth. Yeah, you heard that right. Garth Brooks. Well, not not Garth Brooks, but Garth. But it is Garth. Garth Brooks. It is, yeah, but not they me. Not once in the documentary did they say his full name, and it didn't even dawn on me until I was reading all their names in like a, a, mm-hmm. a proper article, and I was like, Garth Brooks, really? Well, I, do, is his, did we actually clarify that his last name it, is Brooks? It is. Okay, you did look that they, in. I was like, because all four, all like, four, okay, Kevin, Zachary, Garth, yeah. and Chucky, all four have the same father, They're, his father, uh, his name is Kevin Brooks. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, okay. Kevin Brooks Sr. And then so the first boy born from him is Kevin Jr. Yeah. Okay. Also known as Punky. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, none of which, none of these kids were removed from the home, even even despite Sherry's track record with her first five children. That's yeah, unbelievable even, to me, dude. Yeah, she didn't She didn't go through any kinds of like, it's like, training or counseling or any kind of courses or anything to prove that she was you know, capable of taking care of no, more children. No, she just wore the authorities down. 
Yeah, she just she wore just them down. Up. They were constantly at her house. They were sick of it. They're tired of the nine one one calls. She just wore them down. I yeah, think. she's just a master manipulator and convince. Like she can just make you think that she's the victim. Yeah, yeah, she can. It's with her good. family, she's really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sherry started over with a new man. Like I said, Kevin Brooks Senior, who was the father of the last four boys. He's described as quite a pushover, the complete opposite of Sherry, and apparently the only one in the household who did not abuse Vera Jo. I think one of the hus- one of the ch- kids referred to him as a arch coward, and I thought that was just a great term. Yeah. He's an arch coward. I'm going to start putting arch that coward. in front of other things. You're just an arch this, arch yeah. that. Yeah. That's a great way to describe your dad. You know, he's an arch coward. Right. Yeah. It's like, on one hand, he didn't participate in the abuse, but on the other hand, he did absolutely nothing to stop it. Mm-hmm. And it's your household, it's your children, so yeah, kind of your responsibility. Yeah. But uh, anyways, Sherry ran shit, okay? And she was, let's say, popular, <clears throat> I'm using quotes, in and around Finley, Ohio, <laughs> albeit for the wrong reasons. Let's just say well-known. Well-known. <laughs> and well- famous. Yeah, you were, <laughs> we know who you are. Let's do- <laughs> yeah, people referred to her as the female Charles Manson, though we're not sure who was more dangerous. But she was known to push meth and loved having that gang leader reputation. She ate that shit up, dude. Oh, I think she's she did. way more dangerous than Charlie Manson. I agree. No, this woman literally got off on the control, the power, mm-hmm. the fear. That, not to no. mention she preyed on children, infants. Yeah, this is... Infants. Yeah, I mean, not to defend Charlie Manson, but let's not let's not classify him with this kind of sick person. <laughs> Really? Really? You're not... <laughs> I'm not going to defend Charlie Manson, but like... I feel he's like you're not, defending Charlie Manson a little bit. He's not as bad as this woman right here. This woman is okay. a monster. Okay, we'll take that statement and run with it. Uh, yeah, but Andy's right, though. Sherry was a bully and a manipulator. And even when she became disabled and confined to a wheelchair, I mean, she, she didn't change at all. It didn't slow her down. She was a sadist. And she enjoyed the fear that she put into people around her. She could easily convince her kids and others to answer her every demand. Oh, yeah. And you can tell that she had been scorned. And she wanted to pass that abuse along. And come to find out, Sherry was abused by her father as well as a child, starting when she was just a toddler. He was the one to give her the nickname Sugar Babe. Yeah, that's the reason that nickname came about. That's why it's so cringe, man. Yeah, it's not exactly because she was sweet as sugar. No, some people uh, like to think that it was because she pushed meth into the community. But no, Sugar Babe came along way before that, that, unfortunately. that was her nickname before the crime. Yeah. Yeah. Sherry was eventually removed from her home when she was older, but the damage was done. And she continued having sex with her father willingly, even after she married Kevin Brooks in 1991. Now, Sherry was born in 62. Okay, so she's almost, yeah, she's almost 31 there. Thank you for giving us this case. Yeah. So anyways, so now that all the children she had of custody of had grown... Sherry began to look for other women to have babies for her and quickly noticed her best options were her son's girlfriends. She'd hoped to talk to them into getting pregnant and giving her the baby, and hopefully it was a girl. She was obsessed with getting a baby girl. Like, she was just... It was something weird about her just mental state. Yeah. She was obsessed with getting a baby girl. That's When, the, she when was. that baby Maria got taken away from her, it, like, broke something, too. Like, it just Seriously. made it even more of a passion of hers to get a baby girl. Absolutely. And then when Sherry was taken away, it just... It amplified it that much more. Um, yeah, I think she was sick of her boys. Probably because they all grew up to be members of the Crips. Yeah. Or at least they claimed. The, I yeah, mean, real, real Crips I, over I don't know how big the Crip gang is in Finley, Ohio. But, um, but they're they're members. Regardless. I don't. I don't think they were given Tookie's blessing. I don't, well, listen, uh... there's proof. Okay, you can find photos taken of Sherry in a wheelchair throwing up gang signs. Okay, surrounded by her kids. That is the, who are all, also in gang. That in is the gang. all the official. The, the That's official all, stuff you need to be considered. I think in you just gang. need a blue bandana, and uh, like you know, four to five people. As long as you got one MySpace pic of you holding up a gang sign, gang. You're good. Okay, yeah. cool. So, Punky, or Kevin Jr., was allegedly the Finley area leader of the Crips, believe it or not. Um, But unfortunately, he was mysteriously killed on August 5th, 2010, after a car either swerved into him or he was pushed in front of it. Either way, he was hit by a car while walking down the road with his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Sherry claims that his girlfriend at the time, Heather, caused the death of her son, saying she pushed him in front of the vehicle. And this was this was a lie, or, well, at least not proven. But regardless, Sherry wanted Heather to pay the price. So she paid one of Punky's friends to beat the hell out of Heather as she sat on the porch and watched. 
But all of this may have been for show, honestly, at least in my opinion, because it was well known that Punky was the only person Sherry was truly afraid of. He was the only one standing in the way of her having complete control of the Brooks household. Maybe Sugar Babe wanted that control back. There's a, I, I think there's a little bit of truth to some of that. I don't think she was, like she did. She seemed like she was very upset about her son's death. Like she seemed to have, like she kept his ashes on the mantle. She would like give offerings to his, to his ashes sometimes. But yeah, at the same time. But she's like, also very cold. She is. She is. She's unstable in every way, every shape, every, every way, shape and form. Like they said so many times in the documentary that she just lives in a fantasy world. Yes. Her mind, her, whatever she that is thinks very true. is true. That you can show her evidence, you can show her fo- like footage, anything. She's not. It just doesn't doesn't break through to her. No. So yeah, it's like even after her son died, it like it didn't seem to really change too much of her personality, other than she was just she now had like even more of a chip on her shoulder. Absolutely, she was the leader now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well at least behind the scenes, because after Punky's death, the next Brook boy to step up and at least on the surface be the Crips' new Finley area leader was going to be none other than Zachary Brooks, who is Vera, Vera Joe's boyfriend, mm-hmm. obviously, that we Baby spoke of Eddie. earlier, six years younger than Vera Joe. Now, speaking of the happy couple, it was around this time that Vera announced she was pregnant. Sherry, as you can imagine, was over the moon, but she also knew that she had Vera Joe right where she wanted her, and the true Brooks family started to rear its ugly head. Oh, God. Sherry started treating Vera Joe more like a slave than a daughter-in-law, having her do household chores and rubber feet, all the while putting an insane amount of pressure on Vera Joe just to have a baby girl. I did see something about the yeah she has a Sherry has really bad diabetes, mm-hmm. so she's like oh she had to rub her feet every night. It was like yes. one of her somebody her has chores. to do it. It's like her her feet were so badly you know corroded by diabetes at this point. Yeah. she had to keep the circulation flowing. Exactly. But yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, she was, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? I can't remember something else, but when, oh yeah, when she got pregnant, um, there was, tr- she was trying so hard to like push her into having a baby girl. She wanted yeah. her, she was like, uh, but she also was trying to basically convince her to like, it's not going to be your baby. It's my baby. Right. Like she's, she's like, you're having that baby for me. She's, she was like telling people around town. She's like, my baby's in there. That's my baby. My baby's in Absolutely. there. And, uh, I think she even convinced Zachary to sign over his parental that, rights while the baby was still in the womb. Yeah, he had no problem with that. He was just like, that's oh, why yeah, she. That's why I say that she wanted Zachary to be, quote-unquote, in charge of their little gang because Zachary listened to Mama. Mm-hmm. Always. But yeah, like I said, when the baby before the baby was even born, she, she convinced Zachary, she, or she just told Zachary, you go ahead yeah. and sign your rights over to me. I'll he was fine with that. Parent. He was 16 when she was born. He didn't care. No, it's yeah. like, fine. He's like, okay, less yeah. responsibility. I don't have to worry about anything. Okay. Yeah. But like like Andy said, even before Vera Joe was having the baby, Sherry was going around telling everybody that it was going to be not only hers, but also going to be a girl, mm-hmm. going to be a girl. And when it looked like the baby was going to arrive later than Sherry's birthday, she forced Vera Joe to drink three bottles of castor oil to hopefully force her into labor so the baby would be born on her birthday. It's like an old uh, uh, midwife's trick. Yeah. But you're supposed to, like, if even if you need to do that for whatever reason or if you want to do that, you're, you're talking tablespoons max yeah, like, like one two, or two tablespoons you don't take three bottles of castor oil it's on castor oil's website they even have like a thing on their website where they say yeah the old wives tale of castor yeah. oil It'd take two <clears throat> teaspoons of castor oil right uh to help uh, push labor along yeah not bottles not three bottles of castor oil she made like a she made like a pitcher of orange juice and just poured castor oil into it basically yeah that is yeah. the worst mimosa Yes, because she, like I said, she wanted this baby to be born on her birthday, and she almost did it. Baby Willa Dean was born on November 4th, the day after Sherry's birthday, and nearly one month before her due date. Mm-hmm. So she was born premature, and she spent her first few weeks of life in the NICU just so she could hopefully share a birthday with Sherry. Like, she risked this baby's life and well-being. You could have left her full term, let her be born a month later, and this baby would have had no complications, but because she wanted her to be born on her birthday, like that's what that's part of what we're talking about. Her living in this fantasy world. Did you hear where, her get interviewed after this? What she said too? In her mind, she blames the baby. She's like that baby just wanted to come out early and have potatoes and turkey with with mama. That is so true. She's she like, did that, say that, that didn't baby she? just wanted to come see her mama. That she baby did say her that. Mama. I'm like she said, it, yeah, she said she wanted to have Thanksgiving with her mama. It's like that's in oh, her mind. Lord. Like, you forced it. You basically. Pulled a baby out of somebody, and you think, oh, that baby wanted to come to me. 
Yeah. That, that's the kind of fantasy she lives in. Yep. Absolutely. And Vera Jo, she instantly fell in love with her baby, but was never given the opportunity to be a mother. She wasn't even allowed to touch her. And if she did, her now husband, Zachary, would beat her, as well as Sherry. Sherry also had like this, uh, like a one of those old school scratching rods, those yeah, scratching like forks, those wooden ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a wooden back scratcher, old school one, you know. And she would just whack her in the face or in the head if she even got anywhere near Willa Dean. Oh, yeah. This wasn't like a ballpark when you got off of a gift stand. This was like one of those like old, like almost like a walking cane. Yeah, you know what I'm like talking a... about. It's got the little wheels on one side yeah. and the, the fork thing on the other that's curved. Yeah, it's probably. Got like a monkey's paw that's yeah. just got talons on it. And like, <laughs> yeah. Ah, look at all the skin I just pulled off there. Yeah. It was How sharp those old things were. And then she didn't hold back. She didn't hold back. Um, and Vera, Vera Jo tried to run away. She really did. But Sherry found out and had family members watch and stalk her while she was away. But even more of a deterrent was the fact that Sherry kept the baby in the bedroom with her at all times. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know for sure. But it wouldn't be a far stretch to think that Willa Dean suffered some abuse yeah. at the hands of Sherry. I mean, she was with this woman in private for a, a, lo- a lot of time. A lot of time. And Sherry also threatened to kill baby Willa Dean if Vera Jo ever left. Which I, I, I still think to this day that that's the most, that's the only idle threat that she ever really made. That's the one thing I don't think she would really do is kill one of her baby girls. Right. So it's like, I, and all the threats she makes, all the, de- all the terrible yeah. things, it's like, that's the only time I think she actually made an empty threat. Yeah. But if you have the mind of an eight and nine year old, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, of course. Vera would understand. not only that, you, you were terrified of this woman. Oh yeah, she is Someone like who, a, you she's get like physically a, beat every day. Yeah, they said by the by the end or by towards the end of her life, Vera was like a like a broken puppy, just you know sitting, you know, balled up, looking down, looking around, looking down, and yeah. So yeah, but at that that's the only time when I when I read through this, I was like, I think that's the only idle threat she actually made. Yeah, because I don't probably. think she would have hurt that baby. Possibly not, but who knows, man? Or at least what you know hurt, like actually kill the baby. Right, right. Yeah, she'd hurt that baby. But either way, now with Willa Dean as a hostage, Vera Jo was forced to endure awful abuse at the hands of the Brooks family. She had served her purpose, and now they basically had no use for her. Sherry, Zachary, and other members of the Brooks family began to beat Vera Jo almost every single day. Friends and neighbors tried to help Vera and called family services on her behalf. Uh, They were familiar with the House of Horrors, known as the Brooks home. They knew it was filthy and had no running water, forcing the family to urinate in a bucket. Not even that. I also um, they also had a pig. They in did the also house. have a pig and a dog that was allowed to use the restroom in the house as well. Yeah, yeah. like like literally that's how that just that level of dirty when you have a, a pig yeah. living in the house, like yeah. a full ass pig, just, a full pig. Yeah. yeah, that's like Andy said. Uh, yeah, the Brooks family also had pigs living in the home, and most importantly, why Sherry had so many children taken away. They knew about this. They knew why. They knew about the abuse that Vera Jo suffered. And they tried. They really did. Yet when police came, Vera Jo lied to them due to her fear of Sherry and Zachary. Mm. Something else that played a huge role in this ongoing abuse was the fact that the police never spoke to Vera Jo alone. Sherry was always present. That just baffled me when I found that out. I'm like, that's just basic police work 101, right? You got to separate these. This this is what I'm saying. Like they're they're worn down. They don't mm-hmm. care. They're tired of the shit that's going on at this house. They don't want to deal with them. They don't want to be in this house. They don't want to deal with this family. Well, and yeah, she's like, also. Well, yeah, you'll fix what you're saying. I'm just saying it, it's like they didn't want to take the extra time to to take Vera Jo with them, or or whatever it was. But I mean, like you can't if you're interviewing Vera Jo and she's constantly glancing at Sherry to get yeah. permission for what she's saying. Like, I feel like that's common sense. You need to separate these two people and see what their stories see if their stories add up. Yeah, like they said that Sherry would physically say the words, you can you can respond, you can talk, you can tell them. Yeah. And like Vera would not speak unless she looked at Sherry to speak. And I think they said several times, like Sherry would she would lie to the police. She would tell them that she's Vera's caregiver, that she's yeah. Vera's mom, that Vera's mom was dead, like all these different things. Oh, yeah. Just to try and you know, change the story around when different cops show up, different social workers show up, telling them all yep. the different things just so that no one knows what's really going on. Yeah. It was bullshit that they were even getting away with this. Yeah. And even though they were, Sherry didn't like the extra attention that Vera Jo was bringing the household. And soon Sherry and Zachary began planning on how they could get rid of Vera Jo and still keep Willa Dean. So like a match to gasoline, Zachary's cousin, Daniel Bixler, 
Enter old Daniel Bixler. He'd been out of prison for three weeks after serving three years when he moved in with Sherry and the Brooks family. Daniel's father was the first cousin with whom Sherry had a sexual relationship with and bore a child. You know, the kissing cousins. She was not Sherry's. No, she okay. had, Daniel was not. No, Danny was not hers, but he was her nephew, basically. Yeah. Uh, and Danny and her son, Scotty, who she did have with her cousin, are technically cousins and half-brothers. Yeah, that's a great that's a great little relationship that's... to have, right? When that family tree just keeps splitting, but then coming right back together. Yeah, How it's weird. That... It's like the branches grew back into the... Yeah, just wrapped right it's back just... around. <laughs> I don't like this. Terrible. But Danny, a self-professed killer, complete with a teardrop tattoo, and his 17-year-old girlfriend, Nicole Peters, wanted to experience the euphoria of killing someone. She wanted a teardrop just like her boyfriend. You know what's funny? His teardrop's like on the inside of his eye. It's on the nose. That. It looks like a bug. I, I'm like, I was about to say that, but do you see where his teardrop it's is? It's on the wrong side, right? It's supposed to come out of the, like the outside of your eye or come down your cheekbone. like on That's the what I've always seen. And he, his is like in the corner of his like inner eye. It looks like he just got It's like on a, the side of his nose. Yeah, it's like he, it looks like he was using eyeliner and like smudge on his nose. Like maybe, it's you just, can, maybe you can put it on either side. Maybe having it on the nose side means something else. Yeah, it's like the old earring thing on the yeah. ear. If you have your left ear, if you're right ear. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Where's your teardrop? Inside, outside, yeah, inside. inside. Was it an accident or did you do it on purpose? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like depending on where it's on the Was it manslaughter? It's manslaughter if it's on the nose. <laughs> manslaughter, no, first degree, kidding. second degree, third degree. Yeah, it just keeps moving. <laughs> That's how they classify yeah. the prison the prison hierarchy where your where your teardrop is. Right, but either way, Nicole wanted a tattoo like her uh, like her old boyfriend Danny, and Sherry knew that she could profit off this white trash Bonnie and Clyde, and they were the perfect pair to help her get rid of Vera Joe. And once Vera Joe's fate was decided, it was open season for the Brooks household. What would the white trash version of Bonnie and Clyde be like? I just told you, bro. Like, like Darlene and Cletus. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Danny and Nicole is not. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not, not. Yeah, it's not really that far off. Danny and Nikki. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. What's up, creepers? Instead of hearing me struggle to try to find a decent segue into this next part of the show, why don't we take a little break and I tell you about a podcast that I love? It's called Excuse Me, That's Illegal, and my good buddy Leroy Luna will walk you guys through hilarious softcore crimes. You know, when you need to take a break from. Heavy hitters like what we're talking about today? Yikes. Anyways, let Leroy tell you about it. He's coming up next. We'll catch you on the other side. Oh, hey there. You like true crime stories, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Who doesn't? But I gotta admit, after a while, all those stories of murder and heartache, well, they tend to go straight to my hips. So that's why I, Leroy Luna, have created a podcast called Excuse Me, That's Illegal, where we'll take a hardcore look some softcore crimes. No TED Talks on Bundy here. The letters BTK won't be coming from these lips. Unless he had a brother that used to steal library books. Suppose I'd be willing to go balls deep into that one if that were the case. Anyways, you'll hear stories such as the Mad Pooper, a female jogger who wreaked havoc in a Colorado Springs neighborhood, using one family's front yard as her own personal dumping grounds. If this kind of content sounds like it's up your alley, excuse me, that's illegal. Is available right now on all your favorite podcatchers. So come join me. I'll be right here waiting for you. But more serious, <laughs> getting to a way more serious note here. Um, we're getting up to the murder in the day of, mm-hmm. but leading up to it, Vera Joe was tortured for four days. And that is, I did not, torture doesn't even sound like enough, honestly. She was sodomized, she was beaten, she was raped. She was stabbed. Um, Chucky, the youngest of the Brooks, attached a padlock to the end of a belt, and each person in the family took turns beating Vera Joe with it. Chucky Apparently, is every he's fourteen. Apparently, and he thought of that. Apparently, everyone but Kevin Brooks Senior, like we say, took turns beating Vera Joe. And I think uh, Kevin Senior was in prison at the time, or in jail. He, he was yeah, locked was, up temporarily for like thirty days or something. Yeah, like I think that. he had like a thirty-day lockup or something during the time of the murder. Yeah. But in the meantime, they they would beat her, stomp on her head. Like I said, stab her in the legs and other non-lethal areas where they knew she wouldn't bleed out. Um, and to make the whole situation even more disturbing, the beatings sexually aroused Nicole and Danny. And she and Danny took breaks from beating Vera to have sex. And then they would come out and beat on Vera Joe again. Yeah. 
Oh, it was. It's, it got to the point where it's she was twisted, even like, sadistic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they said like they said Nicole was even getting into the point where she was getting so like excited during the beatings that she was like slamming her head into a dresser, like saying, "Can I kill her? Can I kill her? Can I kill her?" Oh, bro. And that's what Sherry was saying. Yeah, like, guys, the documentary is rough. Like, a lot Sherry of this was stuff. repeating that the scene to people, and that's like that's how excited this was making Nicole. Yeah. To the point where she was literally like beating her and like walking over to Danny to start making out with him. And then having her beat him or having him beat her. It's twisted, dude. It's twisted. But unfortunately, on March 26, 2011, Zachary, Danny, and Nicole forced Vera Jo to put on her shoes to take a walk with them. Vera Jo cried and refused, but she had no other choice. She knew exactly what was happening. And as Vera Jo walked out of the Brooks house for the last time, she said, Good night, sugar babe. And that's where the title of the documentary was taken from. It was her last recorded words. I'm sure it's not the last thing she said. Mm. Because the group walked Vera Joe to the railroad tracks near the home where they wasted no time and began to relentlessly stab her with a kitchen knife that they took from Sherry's kitchen. Yeah. The knife was so dull, it barely punctured Vera Joe's skin. And so their remedy for this was for her to get naked so the clothes weren't in the way. And they continued to stab her again and again. And when they knew she was close to death, the group, being Danny, Nicole, and Zachary, laid her sideways on the railroad tracks and left her alone to die. God. The three of them then walked away, tossing the knife into a lake. Did you did you happen to see where they said uh, pretty much one of the last straws that seemed to have set Sherry off that like really instigated these last few days of beatings? Yeah. What really set her off? Did you ever? Did you hear? hear there about were that? A, there were a few excuses. They were trying to blame Vera Joe for random things. Yeah, I saw they were trying to like they, blame her. They said that she threw a brick at Sherry's foot. Yeah, and it was something they were. She Sherry made her go outside to clean a rabbit cage. Yeah, and she was taking the tarp off, and one of the bricks fell off the tarp and hit Sherry's foot. Right. And immediately Sherry is then going and bl- telling her son Zachary that yeah. this bitch threw a br- threw a brick at me. Yes. And then he just goes into beating her senselessly. And this is and this is what Sherry would do. It's like, did Sherry take place in the beating and the murder? No. But she also riled everyone up in her house to hate Vera Joe for no fucking reason. Yeah. Other than she wanted to keep her daughter. That's literally it. One of the biggest things that did make the so Danny, I don't know if you if you remember hearing about this. One of the reasons Danny hated her so much, like Danny had just gotten out of prison three weeks earlier. Yes, yes. So Danny, I just you're talking about prison. the miscarriage. Well, not just the miscarriage. I'm talking about the fact that you know Danny gets out of prison three weeks earlier or three weeks earlier. He's been in prison for three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the people said uh, in the in the documentary that Sherry tells Danny that it was actually Vera who pushed her son Punky in front of the yeah, car. Yeah, that was just one of the stupid and it was little like lies that, she that came up she with. She tried to convince Danny that Vera was the <clears throat> one who actually murdered her son, Punky, yeah. which was one of Danny's friends, you know. Yeah. So she's trying... And again, there's not even proof that Punky was murdered. It, he was hit by a car. Yeah. That's the cause of death. He was hit by a car at night while he was walking on the road. But, you know, in Sherry's mind, it's his girlfriend that killed him. Yeah. But then when she when the story needs to be something else for her, oh, it's Vera that killed him now. Right. Like, she can just change her stories and her her reality whenever she it needs to fit her situation. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, she's so she's so juvenile in that way. She's like, oh, hate her because she uh, 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 killed Punky. Yeah. She, yeah. she killed Punky. That's what it, that's what she did. It was did. her. That was the whole yeah. yeah. I know and you then, I know you weren't there, but she she did. You can trust yeah. me. And I think uh Nicole and Danny had had a miscarriage. They'd gotten pregnant and had a miscarriage earlier on and they blamed some type of stress induced from Vera Joe mm-hmm. on it was it's ridiculous. It really is. That's why I didn't even put that shit in there because it's ridiculous. It's it's just part of the bullshit and lies that you have to wade through to get the real story. With yeah, this. because that's one of the things that it, they were trying to defend themselves with. But yeah, yeah. I think one of the other kid one of her other kids was telling the the interviewers that oh yeah, she was she told Danny right. that Vera Joe was the one that killed Punky. Yeah. And it's just, because you can see Danny is apparently a hardened killer. He's a, he's got right, that right. teardrop eye booger stuck there. Yeah. But no, I, I, I well, he's a killer. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. At this point now. So, well, back to the, back to the horrific scene. So they get rid of the knife, they throw it into a lake and the group left her on the tracks. They knew a train would soon by soon be by and they hoped that it would run Vera Joe over and basically destroy any evidence that they were ever there. Um, because they had seen a local neighborhood boy get hit by a train in a similar fashion, mm-hmm. and they said that there was nothing left of him. 
He was a skateboarder. I guess he was trying to like jump the tracks or whatever. He got hit by passing locomotives. They were like actually coming yeah. one coming each way. And I guess he was trying to jump between them and it did not work out. And he was basically made into hamburger meat is what they say mm-hmm. um, in the documentary. And they thought that if they could get that same result with Vera's body, there would be no way to tie them to the crime. True. Was that was that just but, a random boy or was that one of like Vera's nephews or, or everybody in this was, neighborhood like, knows each other dude i thought i couldn't remember if they said that was one of like sherry's they, nephews or something or probably somebody's cousin everybody's somebody's cousin or uncle or nephew or second removed whatever whole lot of kissing going on in these cousins yeah <laughs> but unfortunately for them vera joe with her last bit of strength actually curled her body into a fetal position and pulled her any limbs and head off of the rails and was now positioned between the rails um and although she died in agony, obviously, and alone, the train hardly touched her. And it didn't even it didn't even move her body at all when it passed over. A locomotive and eight train cars passed right over top of her. Um, when forensics was there, they actually measured the height of the train car. Mm-hmm. The distance is 13 inches from yeah. the bottom of the tracks, the middle of the track, to the bottom of the car. Her body was at 12 inches. Because she was also at this point, she's real. She's very skinny. She's very almost emaciated at of this point. Of course, she she's is. Very man. beaten and just she yeah. has no energy. With the right. way they're treating her, you think they're they're feeding her and like letting her eat and and making sure she's hydrated? No. No, they they said that was one thing that was oh strange because apparently they did like after these most recent beatings. Apparently they did take her out to lunch like the next day at the soup kitchen across the street. I thought to say they didn't take her out to lunch. They took her to a soup yeah, kitchen. Yeah, they took her to the yeah. Salvation Army across the street. Yeah. Either way to get lunch. They actually took her out of the house, but like... This was yeah, during the four her, days of torture. Yeah, but they just like made her go in and sit down. Somebody else yeah. came to take, get her food and bring it back. And they like, yeah. they interviewed people at the soup kitchen and they were like, did you see that girl? It looked like she went through a car windshield. Yeah, everybody was, was very suspicious. And it didn't take long for the police to question the Brooks family, mainly because you could see the tracks from the Brooks home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dope! And again... Famous. Yeah. What's popular. popular. Yeah. Yeah, they're popular. Uh, But never fear. Sherry had a foolproof plan. She was going to blame the murder on Vera Joe's black boyfriend. You know, the one we've been talking about this whole time. Right. Uh, Oh, wait. He doesn't exist. No, not. Nope. Wait. That's not a real thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not only that, but police found a mound of evidence in the Brooks home, including Nicole's bloodied shirt, the belt that they were beating her with, and a lock of Vera's hair. Video. You would think there'd be a lot of evidence at this point around that house that would link to. Vera. Well, she did live yeah. there, so only certain things were usable. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like point. her blood. That's yeah. usable. So why is and, this lock covered in Vera's blood? Yeah, yes. really. Video surveillance also showed Vera Joe walking with Danny, Nicole, and Zachary to the train tracks that evening. So that's quite damning. Mm-hmm. Danny and Nicole. Um, I guess they were ready to take a life, and they were completely prepared for this because they confessed to the murder pretty early on. And, I mean, like I said, they wanted this. They told police Sherry, they told police that Sherry drugged Vera Joe and talked them into killing her, even giving them instructions on how to carry it out. Danny and Nicole end up taking plea deals. Danny was sentenced to 40 years to life for murder, and Nicole received 23 years in prison on a conspiracy charge. A, cons- a conspiracy charge. A conspiracy charge. charge. You, you can even see in the footage of them now, leaving the house, you can see, I think it's either, I think it's Danny holding the knife like in the footage. Yes. Like, And they're holding it like at her so she won't run away. Yeah. And you're like... But also, Nicole was a minor. So you have to take that in consideration as well. She was 17 well. at the time, yes. Because yes. in, the, in the footage, she's being tried, and they're like... How old are you now? She's like, I'm 18. How old were you at the time? 17. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And how old's Danny? Like 20 something? Yes. Danny is, Danny's quite a bit older than her. Let's just add, let's just add another label of piece of shit. Let's just add one more thing yeah. to the piece of shit category. Right, right. Um, and you may be wondering about Zachary, you know, Vera Joe's husband, I guess, if you could call him that. Baby daddy. He was also arrested and sentenced to four years in prison on obstruction of justice. I still can't believe that. Just four years, man, for Dude. all he did to her. I mean, he he was the main person to hold her hostage for so long. I mean, Danny and Nicole showed up at the end, and yes, they participated. They deserve to be in prison forever. But Zachary has been torturing her long before that. Yeah. And and participated in the murder. Yeah. And you also did not, you you haven't heard us say anything about Sherry yet either. The whole monster of this entire neighborhood, this entire town. You didn't hear us give a prison sentence for her yet. She wasn't charged with a single thing, dude. Not a single thing. 
Exactly. It was thing. like, what they try and charge her with? Like, it was not, it was like giving falsely or misleading information. Yeah. Yeah. They tried to charge her with lying. Pretty much. Pretty much. And then, you know, they, they didn't even do that. Ridiculous. Um, but, you know, a little bit of solace, I guess. She and her husband, Kevin Brooks, and another son were convicted of selling prescription drugs in 2014. Um, and Sherry also spent 10 days in jail for contact with a minor while awaiting trial. This is unbelievable. Like, she just, just a sexual predator, man. Honestly, yeah, that's is. the worst fucking thing. She My is. God. She's a monster. Like, she is. Her brain is broken. And I understand yeah. that she went through some traumatic stuff as a child as well. And yeah. she had some horrible things done to her. But at this point, she she doesn't live in her she doesn't live in in the real world. No, like her brain is its own reality. Yeah, I, w- I bet she's keeping a low profile now because in 2015 she was sentenced to 40 months in federal prison, um, and of course she's out now. That was you know that's not quite four years. So, yeah, she's out. And um, as far as baby Willa Dean, she was adopted by a loving family, and as far as we know, is living a happy, healthy life. So. I, I still don't understand how Zachary and uh, was, but at least Zachary is not given something more than just four years on obstruction of justice. Like you have him on camera leaving. I don't with get them. it, dude. He's part of the. He, like now he I abused d- her for years. Like, right. You have everybody telling them like, all, all the beatings, the the rape, the all the. It's like the how does he, how does he to? not even okay? So Danny Danny did the final blow. He's the one that slit her throat. Everybody agrees with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Danny. Delivered the death blow. Okay. But Zachary still assaulted her, obviously, yes. over and over again. It's like, how does he not at least get a aggravated assault, if nothing else, with a deadly weapon? Yes, or the, with, intent to, with intent to harm, intent to cause Intent to kill. Intent to maim, like something. You are, you are literally, it, they literally put this woman through hell. And guys, I'm, there will be some pictures that we show on the on the video, and there will be some other things that you've you've seen throughout this time. But there's one picture of Vera that just it just stayed with me throughout this whole thing. It's that picture of her that they, they showed of her of her like rubbing Sherry's feet. Oh yeah. And it's it's just like it's like a POV picture of Vera from Sherry's point of view, and she just looks like a ghost. She's defeated. Like she yeah. has she has no color left in her face. She has no life left behind her eyes, and she's she's just down there like a broken person. Like it is it is one of the most heartbreaking pictures because it's not like one of those pictures of like oh just before tragedy happens, yeah, or just before death. It's like this was this was just going on. Yeah. And they did not see it. Like, yes, they were afraid because they wanted her to hide from everybody else. They would like hide and make her hide when people came over or they would not let her talk to people. But like at the same time, they would take a picture of this. They would yeah. brag like amongst themselves. This is something to be proud of. This they is- liked having their live in slave, man. They liked having, you know, and two, when you had now that Sherry had Vera Joe to do her bidding mm-hmm. and her, you know, rubbing her feet and bullshit like that. None of the boys had to do it. Yeah. They're glad too. about that. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention the Brooks boys at one time or another had their way with Vera Jo. Um, that was known. Uh, like I said, the only person in that whole house that didn't touch Vera Jo was Kevin Brooks Sr. And it seemed that everyone agreed on that. When I watched the police interrogations, the interviews uh, throughout the documentary, everyone, even Scotty, who seemed to kind of be on Vera Jo's side and he kind of seems to have this underlying hatred for his own family. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're implementing him. I don't know if I, now I didn't hear it for sure. Even him, but, but I do know the well, night, Sherry the night say. Vera Joe was going to be killed. She asked Scotty to go with her because she was terrified. She said, please come with me. I don't want to go with them by myself. Mm-hmm. So Scotty claims that he said, okay, let me go upstairs and get my shoes. Well, he went upstairs, he got his shoes, and as he was coming back down, Zachary was waiting for him at the bottom of the stairs. And he said, where the fuck do you think you're going? Yeah. You're not coming with us. Uh, and yeah. so Scotty was like, okay. Okay. I'm going I back guess. to my room. Because yes. he's terrified of his older brother. I mean, younger brother, honestly. Yeah, these guys were not, like, they were they were young kids, but they were just so violent all the time. And like, yeah. you did say there was like, you know, we don't know for sure, but we do have like Sherry, who has openly said that she told... Um, I think it was Nicole that, you know, oh, you need to, you need to watch out for Vera. You know, she'll, she'll try and sleep with Danny any chance she gets. She's, uh-huh. she's had her way with all of my, she's gone through all of my boys. She slept with everybody in this house. Yeah. I'm sure that was her choice. Yeah. And she was, you know, she was telling Nicole that to like, 
you know, rile her up and of get course. her more aggravated with Vera Joe, even though Nicole didn't even know her. Like like I said, Nicole did not even know Vera before no, this. No. She would she just moved in with Danny, her boyfriend, and like I said, they were just they were just two violent people who enjoyed being violent. And, you know, it sexually aroused them, which made it even worse. Yeah. Um, you know, so it it's was almost just like they were discovering disaster, that bro. too. It's almost like they were yeah. discovering that while it was happening. It was because this wasn't like somebody who was, you know, going out and trying, like we've heard before in the past, like going out to get their, their sexual satisfaction from violence. Like, right, right. It was like these two were just beating her because Sherry wanted them to. And then they kind of fell into the. I don't know, man. Well, not Sherry because Sherry wanted to. Was like, Danny well, like, was already a pretty violent person. It didn't take much. Yeah, no, it, no that's it just took a little sure. in the right direction. And he's going to. Yeah, he's going to attack. Yeah, they said he beat up a teenager or something like that because he the be- teenager wouldn't give up his swing at yeah. a park for his girlfriend. Yeah. So he just attacked a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. This man already has a hairpin trigger. So you have Sherry come when he comes home or whatever, Sherry is just feeding him all these lies and feeding Nicole mm-hmm. all these lies about Vera Joe and about yep. everybody else in the world. Just to like she's just seeing them as another weapon she can use. Absolutely. Because she is. She's this she's very she's overweight. She's confined to a wheelchair. Her feet are, you know, decomposing with diabetes. Right, right, right. She is not a physical threat to anyone. Right. But she is a very You get in reach of that back scratcher. Yeah, you got to whack, whack, a, whack a child from a good across the room. Yeah, seriously. Was, we all got whacked by a cane one or tw- once or twice when we were younger, okay? Like, somebody, yeah, like granddad yeah, yeah. was just like, hey, get out of the way, whack it. Yeah, right, right. Every now and then, you know, sometimes you need to be hit. But yeah, but yeah when you're just like, you know, touching the thing you're supposed to be doing and you just get hit. Yeah. But yeah. no, yeah. But yeah, like I said, she or was trying gonna, to care for your own child. Yeah, that one of the heartbreaking things. They even said like the baby or Willadine would try to go to Vera Joe because it knew. Of she course, knew that that's she her was mom. mom and yeah, like, but like Vera, like Vera had to be like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll get in trouble. Like I'll Ooh. get in trouble. And like, what's crazy in the documentary, Sherry would try to turn that around. She would be like, she would be like, yeah, when baby Willadine wanted to go see Vera, she Vera would always tell her, no, no, I, I don't want to touch you. Yeah, get away from me. Away. Get away from me. It's like, well, yeah, because you would beat the shit out of her if she touched her. You yeah. left that part out. Yeah, like I said, she lives in her own reality. Own so in reality, her mind, man. oh, Vera's pushing that baby away. She doesn't want the baby. Yes, yeah. because you've conditioned her that if she touches the baby, she gets beaten severely. Yeah. And like we've said repeatedly, this Vera does not have the the mental maturity of a 24-year-old. No. She she has she has severely learning disabilities. She has a she has a, a handicap in her mental state to where she's like a child and yeah. they are just treating her like a like an animal. Like not yeah. even a child, an animal. Yeah, she is. They are. This is an awful case, guys. I'm, I'm, like I said, um, God, if you haven't heard of it, you can go down the rabbit hole if you like. Uh, if you want to uh, scar your brain, watch Goodnight Sugar Babe. Mm. If you want to, I watched it twice. I had to. It was so damn confusing, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the, what that bottle the, of bleach is over there for later yeah, on? Yeah, that's for my eyes, yeah, actually. I so. Yeah, yeah. Put it in the no, eye I, wash station. <laughs> no, I've talked about it before on the show. I'm very good at, at um, you know at uh, dividing my life up and compartmentalizing the different things that I have to do. So this is going right in the wastebasket when I get done with this because it's yeah, a brutal case. I, I feel gross. I need to take a shower after this case, man. It is it yeah. is rough. It I, is rough. I did not, I did not like re- researching for this one. I didn't no. like having to try and just to remember, like just to think about these things. And that's, that is one thing that is kind of good about doing this podcast now is that like, there aren't that many things about this, and hopefully it does bring some more light to the case. That is case true because there, like we said, there were some grave misjustices done here. Like yes, there were. These things should never have happened to Vera Joe, and the fact that you know Sherry only got a slap on the wrist, and her her Listen, kids her... even say she just always gets a slap on the wrist. She never gets any punishment. No, so because like she's was... not physically doing these things. Mm-hmm. She's just enacting them. She's just putting them into action. But I mean, the the police failed Vera Joe. Her, her own family failed her. And, yeah. you know, I mean, so what did you expect from these other people who take advantage of whoever comes into their life? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, these guys were just it's a brutal, little, just terrifying, almost gang family in this yes. small town, little, you know, southern area. Yeah. But yeah, Vera Joe is like, a, like you, you did that whole episode about crime mom or gang mom. Yeah. This woman is genuinely like a gang mom, except she's she like, is, right? She's not actually associated with other gangs. She's yeah. just running her own little she's running deadly her, family. Allegedly Crips. I yeah. mean, so. And she even I said, uh, 
Whenever, I think it was Scotty. I think I think Scotty was one of the ones in the interview saying that like, yeah, you know, mom came up with the cover story for all of us. Like she she said, you know, it was right after right before it happened or something. She's saying, you know, well, I hope they don't kill her, but you know, if they do, you know, we gotta come up with a with a story so we gotta protect, mm-hmm. protect the family. Like she's even saying the the lines like a like a mob boss would say, we gotta protect the family. That's right. It's it's awful, dude. No, and Absolutely she is awful. yeah. She does not live in our in our world. She no. is in her own her own little dark fantasy in her brain where she thinks she's that, in Sugar Babe world, bro. She is, and then yep. she thinks that she is helping, that she's saving, that she is you know the hero or whatnot. I don't know what yep. she really thinks she is, but she is something's broken with that one. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, we got to get cleaned up after this case. Maybe uh, reapply some Oh My Gaia. Oh, God, you know what I'm thank saying? You. Yes, that will get the that will get the taste out of my mouth. We got- Wait, Andy, stop eating Oh My Gaia. It's I swear so good, to, though. I swear to God. It smells so if, good. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about an innovative all-natural deodorant, fragrance, and beard oil company that specializes in paraben and aluminum-free products. Their innovative line of deodorants inhibit the growth of odor-causing bacteria while still maintaining effectiveness. And guys, Oh My Gaia has tons of scents to choose from mm-hmm. to freshen you up from this case, like vanilla, cherry almonds, sandalwood, lavender, lemongrass, Egyptian musk, coconut, dreamsicle, leather, lumberjack, honeysuckle, fireside, bergamot, amber, pear, sweet pea, sailor, barbershop. Is that enough? Is that enough? And don't forget True Crime Pine. Oh, yes. <sighs> right in the noggin. True Crime Pine, guys, made just for us, the True Crime Guys. And because you are true crime guys, listeners, you can use the code CREEPER for 15% off your order. That's CREEPER, C-R-E-E-P-E-R, for 15% off at shop underscore ohmygaia on Instagram or ohmygaia.com. That's O-H-M-Y-G-A-I-A.com. Guys, again, use code word CREEPER for 15% off. And you can use code word CREEPER for our other sponsor, Tonic CBD, for 20% off. Andy, you want to talk about Tonic? I want to talk about Tonic all the time because Tonic keeps us vibing on this show, man. Indeed. Tonic keeps everybody vibing, especially Creepers, man. Because it's true that not all CBD products are created equal. From how the hemp is grown and processed to how it's formulated or delivered into your body. Mm -hmm. That's why Tonic's products really stand out with original formulas using CBD, adaptogens, herbs, and superfoods. And has only been working to deliver the most effective, intentional, and sustainable products possible. Tonic does cultivate their own hemp on a certified organic family farm in upstate New York. We should go sometime. I want to go. That'd be great. But that hemp only travels 30 minutes to their distribution facility where it's turned into their finished product and sent to you, our creepers. Yes. Ensuring only the highest quality vibes at every stage of the process. So the next time, guys, when we do have like a more upbeat episode, you can just have yeah. a bunch of that tonic vibes right there and just yeah. in a better mind space. Absolutely. Because with values, I mean, it'll help with this too. It might you help know, you it clear might, some of that stuff. It might soothe you out a little bit. Get some of that chill. Yeah. You get chill some of that this. chill, man. But with values rooted in quality, integrity, and sustainability, Tonic is committed to creating plant-based wellness products that are mm-hmm. good for the people and good for this planet, which Most I will soon rule. That, hopefully. Yes, that's, yeah, whole, that's the that, whole gain. That's my whole plan oh, for this podcast. That's why you came on the podcast, Remember to rule J- the world? Yes. I, we also oh. start, we also, we're also going to start our MLM cult. Yes. And then we're going to start our, our world domination. That is, that is very true. But first, the okay. MLM cult. Right. First, we just need to promote our podcast. True. Yeah. But guys, visit tonicvibes.com to learn more and use code word CREEPER for 20% off your order. Just like Michael told you, that mm-hmm. is 20%. Or it's code word CREEPER for 20% off your order at tonicvibes.com. That's right. All right, guys. That's pretty much all we got for you today. Um, if you want to check out the sources... Um, and if you want to check out the documentary, Good Night Sugar Babe, it is linked right below the description of this episode, like we do every single week. Also, there's other articles and things that we use. There's other videos. There's uh, interrogations by police of certain family members and friends who are involved. You can find those videos on YouTube as well. Um, I'm sure I probably used some in the uh, some audio in the intro. Mm. But uh, guys, if you like what we're doing here, if you like True Crime Guys productions, please consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash truecrimeguys. Like we said, uh, right now we are offering seven-day free trials, and for just five bucks a month, you guys can get access to everything we make here at True Crime Guys Productions. Okay, that's a show nearly four days a week, not counting uh, Sandu Stories that comes out Mm bi-weekly. All right, and also, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe. Um, If you haven't checked us out on YouTube, please check out the YouTube channel subscribe say hi leave a comment um we appreciate that very much leave a review wherever you listen to the show um as well as subscribe okay check us out on social media at true crime guys and if you have a suggestion 
Hit us up. Absolutely, guys. Anything else? You guys should stick in. uh, Come back some more for some JTBs because we're going to start doing some more JTBs on those Patreon platform. That's right. Start doing some live streams. Oh, yes. There will be a live stream. Thank you, Andy. There will be a live stream JTB every first Thursday of every month. The first Thursday of every month. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? The first Thursday of every month, we will do a live Q&A for JTB. We usually put up a participation post on Patreon. Um, where we just ask for questions, comments, anything you want to say, if you want to get you know get in on the show, and then we read those on the show, and then you hear them at a later date. But with the Q and A live Q and A, obviously you'll be able to uh, you'll get a link right through Patreon if you're a five dollar and up patron, and then you will have you'll be able to uh, message us mm-hmm. live while we're talking on the show. There's JTB 100 is already available on Patreon if you guys want to check that out, see how that format is. Um, we will be using the mics next time. We used our camera mic last time, and it was okay, but we probably will put out an audio version as well yeah. this time. Uh, we did, There is no audio version of JTB100, unfortunately, so if you're wondering where that is, that's where it is. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. I believe so. Uh, yeah, Lord willing. You you keep telling me to come back. Craig, don't rise and all that good stuff. <laughs> you keep making me come back. You live here now. I know. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, keep creeping. We'll see you next week. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to check out all the other shows on our TCG network, as well as subscribing to our YouTube channel. Starting every Monday with new episodes of Strange and Unexplained, followed every other Tuesday by our audio drama podcast, Sandu Stories. Then, of course, new episodes of True Crime Guys every Wednesday. And if that's not enough, head on over to our Patreon, where you can have access to hundreds of hours of exclusive content, including older episodes, strange shorts, the latest edition of Sandu Stories, and, of course, higher thoughts. But until next time, guys, keep creeping. You hush your mouth, boy.